This is the Beard Winner Podcast, episode 12. It has been a almost month, just shy by a day since you've had a podcast. My apologies, I have been extremely exhausted, but I am tuning into you another solo episode, so if you want to tune that out, it's going to be another raw one where I'm just going to keep it real. We're going to talk about changes as far as the direction of the way the podcast is going, why this crazy guy decided to put up 30,000 Christmas lights instead of the assessed 21,000 that he planned on putting up, how the season has been a little bit brighter than what I expected it to be, as well as hopefully finding this time that we've had in isolation as being more one where we can have some introspection come through. So without any further ado, let's just start off. So first and foremost, uh, let's go into the lights. I mean, I know that's sticking with you. 30,000 Christmas lights. What does your power bill look like, you idiot? Um, It's probably not that high compared to what you think because we switched to all LED. And in January, we had no idea of what 2020 would be like. We had no idea of the challenges it would present and the opportunities for personal growth that it presented humankind. And I just sure as heck hope that we look back at this 50, 100 years from now, future generations, and they say, man, they blew it. That's what I hope they don't say. Or they say they got it right. They figured out to love people unconditionally, how to stop the hate, how to have civil discourse, how to not ostracize people for thinking differently than you, and how to enter conversations with an open mind, willing to budge on your worldview because someone properly can challenge it with something that actually makes more sense as long as your ears, your mind, and your heart are open. So the Christmas lights, I know that's a big thing, but I don't want to shift gears to the, yet, that yet because I want to go down this track of the, being, the mind being open and the heart in your ears. I had the opportunity to spend about a day or two with my best friend. He visited when he was not helping his mom and also back and forth, hung out in the evenings, helped us put up Christmas lights because when you're hanging 30,000 Christmas lights, you need help. But the cool thing about the hangouts were the ability to sit down with a friend and mutual friends of ours, Dan and Alicia, and have civil discourse and have conversation where it didn't matter what our opinions were coming into the conversation we were able to come out of the conversation friends because none of it was intended to say someone's wrong and I'm going to say that you're a bad person because you think differently than me. You're totally able to think differently than anyone else. I think that I am no one in this world to tell you and give you permission to do so, but I think you're free to think whatever you want as long as you're not harming anyone. And that's really what we talked about is that how did we get to a point where you think differently than someone? You're an enemy of them. You're literally the enemy of the state. And, 
you're just someone they have to crush and convert their beliefs and push them on you and make you think identically or at least fake like you believe what they believe. Otherwise, you're going to get canceled. And that's sad because I remember getting to some of the points that we got to where people have experienced greater freedoms and greater liberty and stuff like that. The reason we got to those points was because we had the conversations. So it's a weird time we live in. So that's where I hope that we look back and we figure out we need to talk about it. We need to say, hey, me being on this side of the aisle, I may have empathy, but I don't have a mile or two walked in your shoes. So I want to hear. And that's what I need to bring to the table is empathy when I don't know exactly what you're feeling. But also when you're delivering that information, you need to realize that you're talking to someone and not at someone. Because if you throw that information on them, they're most likely going to curl up in a ball, run away, or possibly punch you. I don't, hopefully it's not the latter, but they may test to see if you're a weeble wobble. And I don't know if you'll bounce back up. I'm not going to punch anyone, but I just think it's funny when something falls over like a box of pumpkin spice Oreos that I ate. Not Oreos, Cheerios that I had for uh, dinner this evening. And I said, you ain't no Weeble Wobble. So anyway, I hope that we can grow from that. And now on to the lights. So my dad and I, we really didn't have any foresight in in how bad 2020 was going to be, like I said. And we said, let's do 20,000 lights. And this is after I went to Home Depot on the 26th and purchased another 2,400 lights to put on one tree out front. And that, tr- that tree has about 7,000 lights on it as we speak, at least 6,000 to be conservative, L- all LEDs. And we said, let's do 20,000. We're at 16,000, 4,000 more lights is easily obtainable. And it won't be that much more to hang. <laughs> My dad rolled his eyes and he's like, whatever. I'm not, I'm, there's no way that it's not going to happen. So, and that was a double negative for those who are listening intently. Um, but anyway, he said, let's do it. The year progressed and I said, dang, October's rolling around. Let's blow that 2020 number out of the water and look forward. And somehow it became 21,000. Then it became 25,000. And now it is 30,000 in all of its glory. And feel free. um, I'll link you guys all to it. It's called Meller Family Holiday Light Display. Let me uh, punch in real quick to Facebook into my noisy mechanical keyboard, Facebook. And check it out. For those who are not able to visit the display in person, I'm going to be doing some more videos. I've actually added more lights to it since you guys have seen it last. Surprise, surprise. Um, But I think that it will be pretty neat for you to be able to see that. So it's Meller Family Light Display, facebook.com forward slash Meller Holiday Lights. It's M-E-L-L-O-R. And you should be able to see all the beautiful lights, the hard work we put into it. And they're all LEDs. We even went through our garage and found all of our incandescent lights and gave them away, probably well over 1,000 to 1,500 lights. And I'm still searching for uh, a remote for my friend on these LEDs we gave away that were pretty nice back in the day where you could actually change the color from RGB. And it's a beautiful display. We don't do them to music. Um, It's just not really our style. We just like that feel when you go to a zoo and everything just, it just wraps you in. And the highlight of our piece is a 65 Ford pickup that it took me so many darn years to convince my dad to let me decorate. It has well over a thousand some odd lights on it. But the main cool part about it is we built a Santa Claus out of PVC pipe. We put a a jacket on him, a mask from Amazon, a little suit that we picked up and a mannequin head that I used to use when I did some portrait photography lighting tests. 
and it looks great. Kids love it. They drive by slowly with their parents. It brightens, you know, people's mood and gives them hope and adds some normalcy to this really weird world that we live in right now. And that's all the feedback I've been getting, and it just makes my heart so warm. And last night, um, we had this FedEx driver come by, and I didn't know who was at the door. He just he pounded on the door, and you usually don't hear that from FedEx, and it's usually the ring doorbell going off first. And my mom answers the door, and the dog comes out, and she said the guy looked really just kind of gruff and mean and really unapproachable. But he stopped for a moment, and the dog came out, and he pet her, and he looked around behind at the lights where you can see this beautiful tree of 6,000 lights and just a LED winter wonderland. And he said, you know, working for FedEx this time of the year really sucks. I mean, we work 15, 16 hour days. We're out on our feet all day. Nobody really appreciates us. They just want to say, where's my stiff and get it as fast to me as possible. But your lights really reminded me of what this season means. And thank you. I'm purposely not speaking there for a moment because I don't really know what to say to that. I know I put the lights up to brighten everybody's spirits and, like I said, offer some sense of normalcy. And part of it's self-serving. I I love looking at my lights every single night when driving up on them. And it reminds me of the Griswolds uh, from Christmas Family or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Once again, verbal diarrhea very guilty of it but I don't know it's just something that it's beautiful and I can't express it enough and I plan on doing some other things this season to help brighten people's lives and do well by them because it's been a rough year for a lot of people I've been really fortunate to pick up this job and be able to have the ability to stay home I know that a lot of us don't want to stay home our passports are eagerly waiting to be used and Last time I checked, they're not very valid. And what they've been saying is it's probably better for us to not travel internationally. So I've been using that opportunity to slay the hell out of debt. I've been slashing out debt as as much as I can, my personal. And then I'm going to attack that monster that is my student loans and get the heck out of Glenwood. Um, Still going to decorate the house or whatever house um, that the lights come with me (laughs) because My dad begrudgingly decorates with me. It's not something that I think he would do on his own, especially to that extent. Uh, It literally takes four weekends minimum, including a couple extra days for some finishing touches we still need to do, including some work tomorrow, which is Friday, and some work on Saturday to finish it off. And who knows, I I might get a, a wild hair at my butt and do some more, but I think it looks rather nice. But the point of all this is, is this season no matter how commercialized Christmas is and was or ever has been to you, think about what you can control. We cannot control how people outside of our lives are going to act. We cannot control what hateful people are going to do to each other. We cannot control how even personal people who we know are going to interact with us on a daily basis. But what we can control is ourself. We can control our ability to not worry about the unfathomable. And we can control our ability to be positive, give without expectation, find the bright side, smile, be goofy, laugh at yourself, any of those things. 
I mean, there's going to be those stressful moments and I've had them. I had, I had them today. We're all going to have them. And I think we really start to grow when we instead of letting that get us down, we learn how to laugh. And I, I read that in a chapter in a book that I've been reading and it's covered in coffee stains or some dark liquid that spilled on it. Who knows? I've had it since college in freshman year of college. So who knows? And I cracked it open to chapter three. And one thing that stood out is it said, we cannot control the other person who we're having a good or a bad relationship with, but we can control ourselves and how we act with them. So think about that. Think about who you are to yourself, figure out how to love yourself, and then start spreading that love with others. But make sure before you try to spread yourself too thin and do it preemptively, because I've done it myself way too early, make sure that you have a foundation of love for yourself. You're happy with your life at the moment to the best of the ability that you can be. Yeah, there's going to be some negative crap off into the corner, but it's you're at a point where you can count your blessings. And I think if we can get there, whether it's from some type of fulfillment within the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food, shelter, money, you know, things like that. But I think there's greater happiness out there. And I sincerely hope we can all find it. I'm going to do my darn best to get you guys another episode prior to the end of the year, prior to Christmas. And that's really where we're going to change directions and finish off the show. I don't want the show to be about who I think you all think is going to be interesting. That's me overthinking it, overanalyzing it, and trying too hard to please everyone and control the uncontrollable and making myself a hypocrite. And part of the reason that I like Joe Rogan so much is because I've observed his success over the years and I've discussed his name with you all to nauseam. But the main point of that is, is that he interviewed people who he thought was interesting. He interviewed people who wrote a book that was really cool, that inspired him, or figured out how to wire up a car that used to be a gas car and make it an electric, and then figured out how to take parts from one Tesla to another one and put it back together, even though Tesla didn't want him to do it. I just think that that's more the direction I want to go with the show. And I've loved, and I still will continue to have every single guest on the show on here again as the podcast grows and matures, because every single guest who has been on the show thus far has been amazing. They're all lifelong friends. They're beautiful human beings who spread a lot of love and light in this world. And that's really what I want to do, is have us figure out, A, what we can control, and B, how to spread that love and light. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And a very happy new year, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, be happy. And I will do my darndest to try to get you another episode prior to the end of the year with a guest on here. But I wanted to make sure that you know the microphone has not been silenced. This is Darren, episode 12, signing out. Mm-hmm.